Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. You know, I talk a lot about sales-focused marketing strategies, and today we're going to dig into, you know, how exactly does marketing work with sales? More specifically, how I personally um, help set my targets based on what those sales targets are by using what is called the waterfall system, right? So a lot of times when I'm talking to founders, I see a sense of um, disease with ex- understanding exactly what targets to set. And so I really want to pull back the curtain and share with you my experience going inside bigger, more experienced teams um, and sort of how I learned the right way to set those marketing targets based on what the sales production should be. And so since doing this with my teams for years now, it becomes so much clearer what we're aiming for when we have those revenue targets and those sales targets in mind, building our sales-focused marketing strategy. But before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you, I have a really awesome guide on how to create a sales-focused marketing strategy, Um, free resource on the website. You just have to go to www.uglyventures, that's U-G-L-I ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash strategy. So uglyventures.com backslash strategy. You can grab the free guide and it's going to really walk you through all of the steps you need to take to build your own sales focused marketing strategy. But now we're going to talk more granularly, right? So now you have your strategy, but what is sort of the production that you need out of that strategy to make sense for your business goals? And the way that we do this is really looking like all the way back, um, biggest picture we can with one decision that we need to make during our yearly planning, which is what is the revenue goal that we're aiming for at the end of this year, right? We need to be working towards a revenue goal because everything that we do in our business is going to build up or work towards that goal, right? And even the simple practice, and I know I've been guilty of doing this in my own business because we're kind of heads down, we're plowing forward, we know kind of like the kind of growth we want to see maybe on the social platforms or the growth we want to see in the email list. And that's like a very sort of tangible, um, almost like a quick kind of reward because we can see it growing, right, each and every week. And sometimes we're scared to set these year-long um, revenue goals. And I think the reason is, is because it's unless you know how to do it, it is a little bit um, difficult to see the correlation between, you know, this number that we want a year out and what are we going to do today? What are we going to execute today? So this is exactly what we're talking about. I want to show you how you should be thinking about 
your revenue goals and the connection between all of the metrics you have in your business, uh, how it ties to that revenue goal. So the first thing that I do when I'm starting to look, you know, to work with my founders is we look at that year revenue goal. And if they don't have one, um, we need to put one, right? And it can't be like, oh, I feel like we're going to end up here. Uh, you know, we did this last year. I think we're just going to end up here doing some, you know, something similar, right? We need to actually intentionally put that number. And the number should be something that is achievable, but a little bit of a stretch. This is going to help us just set realistic plans for the year, right? Because I think <laughs> I also fall into this category where sometimes I want to set these like outrageous goals and then it gets very discouraging if you're not working towards them. I do that like in my own life, right? Um, with like my personal goals and my business goals. But what I've learned again and again is the more realistic, right, and strategic you can be in setting those goals making sure that it is achievable, but a little bit of a stretch is really what's going to help you just grow year over year, right? Because you want something that you could actually hit. Um, otherwise, you're just going to get discouraged and kind of want to give up. So we look at that revenue goal. Very good to look at past, years past, to give you kind of a benchmark. You should be able to hit the previous year's um, sales revenue, right? Revenue numbers with maybe a small increase. And again, we can't expect for that increase to occur unless we take actions to actually get more production. Baseline, you need to be having a um, increase in revenue that's in line with inflation. So that's kind of an easy way to think about it. So at the base, you wanna cover inflation. Um, so you're gonna be making, you know, that's how you're gonna be making equivalent amount of money from the previous year. And then on top of that, you want to put a percentage that you feel is realistic um, that you want to achieve, right? So we start with that number. And then that number is going to go to your head of sales. Or if you're the head of sales, you need to start thinking in a, this is the water, waterfall, water, I'm like a, my Jersey accent coming out. This is the waterfall system that I want to let you in on which is always starts with that top line year long revenue goal. And then it goes into now you're going to put on your thinking cap as the sales head of sales, or you're going to loop in your head of sales if you have a head of sales. And we're going to say, listen, if we're going to reach this year long revenue goal, how many how many sales do we need? Right? We need to think of, okay, we need x amount of sales in order to reach this revenue goal. If we're going to hit that amount of sales, how many opportunities, like how many sales calls do we got, need to get on to convert that? So you should have some information. And if you don't, you need to work towards getting this information, but you should have information on, you know, how many sales calls does a salesperson or yourself need to, um, need to execute in order to convert someone into a paying customer? If you're a product-based business or an e-commerce business, you want to say, how many folks need to get to my website or get to the checkout page in order to complete the purchase? You want to be thinking in terms of conversion rates. Now, if you're like, I don't even know, I haven't been tracking anything, I'm completely lost, I don't even have the data that will tell me, you can simply do a Google search for some benchmark conversion rates. 
And that's what you should be aiming for first, right? And you can even search based on your industry what some co common conversion rates are. Because the conversion rates is, is the basis of this waterfall system, right? We're starting with this big revenue goal and we're breaking it down. What are the steps we need to take to get to that revenue goal? So one step before reaching the revenue goal is how many sales do we need to make? Then from there, we go a little bit more granular. How many opportunities, and an opportunity may look different for each business. An opportunity may be a website visitor, an opportunity may be uh, booking a demo or booking a sales call, whatever your sales process is. But you need to understand how many of those opportunities that you need to get to convert into sales, right? But then before that, we need to understand, well, how many leads do we need in order to reach that quantity of sales opportunities? And this is where my job starts. This is where the marketing job starts, right? This is where your marketing team is responsible for delivering leads. That is the main purpose of the marketing effort is to deliver leads to the, into the business, leads to the um, landing pages, leads to the sales pages, um, leads to the sales team, right? And of course, there may be different steps along the way for your individual sales process, but on the macro level, we're looking at these steps. The revenue to how many sales need to be made, in order to make those sales, how many opportunities are needed, right? How many leads do we need, right? And this is simplifying it a lot. In order to do this for your own business, I would take a minute and map out, you know, how do you make a sale? What are the steps that happen in order to close a deal, to make a sale, for someone to complete that purchase? And what you want to do is quantify the, um, the volume that you need at each stage in order to reach the, the, that revenue goal. And when you think in that way, right, and you break down these steps, then we have a very realistic objective for your marketing team. Your marketing team understands that in one year, this amount of leads need to be delivered, this amount of need, leads needs to come into the company in order for us to as the waterfall, you know, as the leads go through the waterfall system in order to end with this amount of revenue. And so when you have these numbers on the year, on a year long uh, calendar year basis, what we want to do after that is break it down into quarter. This is when things become much more manageable, right? So just for simplicity's sake, let's say the marketing team needs to deliver a thousand leads over the year. So we're going to break that down into quarter. Okay, so that means 250 uh, leads a quarter, right? And then even further, we can break that into how many leads we need per month. This is going to give us, and, and even more granular, literally, we can see how many leads we need week over week. So as we chunk it down and chunk it down, the, number be, the numbers become much less scary. And so as the marketing lead, right, or if you have someone working in your marketing as a lead, you want to direct them to say, okay, here's the tangible things that we need from you, which is the quantity of leads each and every month. Then there's a, a target for the marketing plan to be centered around. Because if you need to get, you know, 10 leads into your business a month, or you need 200 leads into your business a month or 250, for example, 
you're going to deploy like a much different strategy in order to achieve those goals. And this is how we develop a more strategic plan for our marketing because we have some very tangible targets to hit. And I think that most founders that I talk to, they're not thinking in this way. And when you don't think in this way, it's sort of this like spaghetti against the wall approach. You can't really see if your actions are producing the results that are needed because you're not very clear on what results are needed. And again, like when I talk about this with people, it, it, is, it does sound kind of obvious and it's not for, um, it's, it's almost like I think most people know that they should be working in this way, but I think it's, it feels maybe overwhelming in order to break the numbers down that way or to, to kind of look on that lar- longer year view of the revenue because perhaps you feel like you don't have um, a repeatable system in place that's going to deliver leads consist- consistently. But I can tell you is that when you do do this year-long view and breaking down the revenue into quarters and breaking it down into monthly targets and weekly targets, when you're staring at the numbers, something really amazing happens is that you think more strategically, you get more creative, you can put um, real sort of tests into what you can test what you're doing. You actually can see if something's working and not working and kind of shift it away. So those numbers act as an anchor to all of the activities that you do. And it makes it, uh, it makes your business much more um, efficient because everything that you're working on is more in the mindset of being an experiment to say, okay, did did this action get me to the results that I need? And when you're looking at that and you're reviewing it week over week, it's impossible for you not to move forward. The problem is, is that we, we, have, we have fear and resistance against setting those numbers. And so we're never taking that strategic action because we're never taking action and then looking at those results and pairing your actions with the results and then doing more of what works and less of what didn't work. When you're thinking in this way, this is how you become a strategic data-driven company as opposed to sort of just churning out content and kind of crossing your fingers. Or or um, what also a lot of people do is like relying 100% on ads. Because a lot of times when we're not thinking of a full holistic marketing um, strategy that's going to deliver these results, oftentimes we're just thinking of what can I get from ads? And you're limited by how much money you spend, okay? Part of this process, and this is sort of like the secret to really creating a sales-focused marketing strategy, is once you have those monthly targets and those weekly targets, you're going to break that target down by channel, all right? So you're going to say, okay, if I need 100 leads in a month, okay, X amount of those leads are going to come from ads. X amount of those leads are going to come from my organic social X amount of those leads are going to come from my organic traffic on my website, my SEO. X amount of those leads are going to come from um, a partnership or an event or, 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 right? There's a lot of different ways that we can get to that lead number, right? And we don't want to be tied to just having 100% of those leads coming from paid social, right? Um, even further, 
the, the amount of leads you're getting through paid social, it's also unsafe to have all of those leads coming from one paid channel, right? So as you break that production down into all of these little silos of these places where you could be getting ads, then you can begin to understand, all right, well, there's so many tactics that you can employ in all of those different ways to get those leads that can, those little experiments that you can run, um, that's going to help you reach those goals. So let's take like organic social as a lead, a, a lead um, opportunity, like a lead channel opportunity, right? Now, it's very difficult to like reach new audiences with your, um, with your organic social, right? It's the algorithm makes it very difficult. However, you have, as your followership is growing, an opportunity to convert through um, sharing lead magnets, for example, to convert those followers that you have into leads into your email list or into opportunities. And you can track that and you can begin experimenting. Okay, if I put this kind of post with this call to action, you know, does it work in getting uh, more people to give me their email address, right? To turn into those leads, you know, or maybe I try a video to a, with this call to action. Maybe that works better, right? The more granularly we can break apart those targets and, and really correlate our actions with the results, well, then we become really unstoppable in the way that we can continue to focus on all of these and make our team focused on what is the production that they need, right? What is the, what, in what ways are they contributing to this overall lead volume and this overall revenue target? Then we're all working towards a common goal. So this is the waterfall, right? The waterfall, every number kind of spills into the next thing. And what the goal of all of this is to ensure that every, and how we have an ROI driven marketing team is that we, we want to focus that on the, the fact that everyone that is working in our marketing department is contributing to the, these numbers, right? Is contributing to leads and maybe, maybe they're not directly contributing to leads, but they are contributing to, you know, nurturing those followers that will eventually become leads, right? Or nurturing those email list subscribers and they will eventually become leads. But when we're tracking those numbers, we can see the cause and effect of the things that we do and how it rolls up into the revenue. So I hope that this helped. I really, really want to encourage you to not be scared to set that revenue goal, right? And even if you don't reach it, but you are executing all the things that you do in your marketing and your sales in an intentional way, and really running the things that you do kind of as experiments. So seeing really what's working and what's not working to kind of pull people into your sales process. Uh, even if you don't reach that goal at the end of the year, you're gonna have learned so much. It's going to propel you forward in the upcoming year. So you wanna be in this mindset of not success or failure. It's either success or learning. And when you're looking at the numbers in this way, it helps to speed up the learning. Executing, kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and not being very intentional about tracking and measuring what you're executing um, will really prohibit you from learning the lessons that you need to learn 
to move faster, to grow um, quicker. So I hope that that helped. Again, grab that free resource, that free guide, uglyventures.com backslash strategy. And you can learn a little bit more about, you know, how I actually tactically put together that strategy, each piece of that strategy, um, you know, to help boost your growth and, and all of that stuff and speed, speed up the process. But I want you to think of those numbers. I want you to write them down, put them on the wall, and always be having a number that you're focused on driving towards. Because when you are focused on reaching a specific goal, your brain's going to work in a different way to get you there, right? You're going to be open to more possibilities. You're going to be open to, you know, asking questions and learning from other people's experiences and learning maybe the right things instead of um, just kind of very ambiguously consuming content and all of those things to try to, to grow, but not really understanding what you're aiming for. So I hope this helped. I can't wait to hear from you. Please let me know. Are you having any trouble setting these numbers up? If there's any other um, questions I can answer here on the podcast, you know, I would love to do so for you. So please reach out to me at any time on DM on LinkedIn. That's where I hang out most of the time. And I will see you back here next week for the next installment of the Marketing for Startups podcast. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.